Well, you are very welcome to the Midweek Bible Study as we learn together from the book of Lamentations today. In continuation of the chapter 1 we read last week, we'll be looking further today into chapter 2. But before then, why don't we just give God praise for the privilege of being able to come together in a fashion like this to share the Word of God. There are many Christians in different parts of the world who, by virtue of where they are, they are not able to express their faith in Christ as freely as we are doing today. So it's a great privilege God has given to us. Shall we thank God? And thank God for, his, for the grace of knowledge of the Word of God. The Bible says He sent His Word and He healed His people. Father, we thank You so much for the privilege of being able to read Your Word. Lord, we do not underestimate the privilege there are people in other nations who are Christians, but by the virtue of where they are, they cannot have a public devotion. They cannot gather together in a, in a time like this to read your word. Lord, we bless your name for this liberty. At the same time, we thank you for the power of your word. Thank God for the knowledge of your word. Thank you, Father, for the renewal your word brings. Thank you for the sanctification that comes from your word. Even as we read your word today and we deliberate together, thank you for the power that will come upon us through your word revealed. Thank you, God, the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we ask that you will breathe upon us and grant us insight. Grant your servant illumination as she communicates your word so that we penetrate through the bones and marrows and joints. Oh Lord, ligaments and empower us and refine us that at the end of today we shall be made whole, we shall be filled, we shall be empowered and encouraged and your name shall be glorified. Thank you Lord Jesus for the power that is in your word. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. Today we have two people contributing and they are on the Zoom. So if you know that uh, you wanted to contribute and you missed that, you can check in on the Zoom now. But before I will call those two people to contribute, I want us to pray one more prayer. In the book of um, uh, Colossians, the same chapter 3, it says in verse 14, And over all these, all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Then it says in 16, let the word of Christ dwell richly in your heart. And as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart to God. We are going to pray three major things there. The love of God, the peace of God. And the word of God. Shall we just begin to pray that Lord, let your peace reign in every house. Let your love reign in every house. And let your word reign in every house. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, oh God, for every member of this church, every family under my voice. Lord, may the peace of God reign in every heart. May the peace of God reign in every house. Oh, Lord, our God, let your love reign in every house. Let your peace reign in every house. Let it reign in our hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, fill our heart with your love. Fill our heart with peace. 
in the mighty name of Jesus and let your word prevail in our life, in our heart. All the word we reach daily, let them transform us. All the word that we hear all the time, let them change our life completely. Father, we may we turn completely to your word that your name may be glorified. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen. I hand over to Reverend Omar if she wants to. How do you want to do? The people call. All right. Well, the the, the scripture we are looking at today, uh, which uh, the people are contributing on, is Lamentation chapter one. The book of Lamentations one. So I'm going to call for. They will give us a brief summary of this Lamentation. Chapter one. Now, this is the scripture that we. Uh, this is the scripture that we shared last week, and then mommy will go into talking about chapter two. That they will be giving us what the Lord has inspired them from all the teaching from verse one to verse twenty-two. The first person I'm going to be calling is um, uh, Sister. I'll bring her up now. Spotlight. Sister Louis Kamara, all right, can you just um, unmute yourself? All right, Sister Louis, please tell us in two minutes what God has taught you from the scriptures. Okay, so I'll be reading from Lamentations chapter 1, verse 1. How deserted lies the city, once so full of people. How like a widow is she, who once was great among the nations. She who was queen among the provinces has now become a slave. In the book of Jeremiah, Israel committed many grievous sins. Two notable sins that Israel committed were the burning of the scrolls with the prophecies of Jeremiah, which is in Jeremiah 32, and the throne of Jeremiah into a waterless bit, which is in chapter 38. Because of all their sins, God brought disaster on them. Before their destruction, Israel was a great nation, but even their greatness did not help them in their time of distress. What we can learn from this scripture is that disobedience and rebellion never pay off in the end. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 to 20 says, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. Wow, that is interesting. Sister Lucia. Louise. Oh. Louise. The scene of disobedience is as witchcraft. We read that, you remember, recently from the book of Samuel, when Saul disobeyed the instruction of God. That is a great lesson. Shall we just hear from... Brother uh, Eric, I'll bring you on now. Brother Eric. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'll be contributing from the same Lamentation 1 verse 1, which reads, How deserted lies the city, once so full of people. How like a widow is she, who was once great among the nation. She who was queen among the provinces has now become a slave. And this verse highlights the dramatic fall from grace that Israel suffered. 
because in the days of Saul, uh, Israel was firmly established as a military power. And then when David recaptured Jerusalem from the Jebusites, Israel had virtually no enemies. In the reign of Solomon, because God granted him a peaceful reign, uh, there was no more war. So the kingdom was established as an economic power, and the Israelites grew richer and more prosperous each year. However, Solomon's sin of idolatry, led astray by his many wives, led to the beginning of Israel's downfall. When the kingdom split after Solomon died, things just went from bad to worse, with Samaria falling first, followed by the kingdom of Judah some years later. Jeremiah witnessed firsthand the devastation of Israel and then the devastation of Judah, and this saddened him to write the book of Lamentations. However, this massive downfall of the Israelite kingdom and the impoverished state they saw in Lamentations, and even now to the war-torn country we see today, should be a lesson to us all. The church today has also seen a dramatic downfall from the church that Jesus left behind. The church of Peter, James and John that we read about in the book of Acts was a powerful church built on prayer, signs and wonders. Today, many Christians attend church once or twice a year at most and almost never really pray except when they need or want something from God. However, in times like this, we must be like Jeremiah and maintain our stands as beacons of light to the whole world. As we read in Matthew 5.14, as we read in Matthew 5.14, we are cities built on the hill that is Jesus, and now more than ever, we must let our light shine. With the COVID-19 pandemic as well, many bereaved are beginning to question the existence of God altogether. In a time of nationwide crisis, Jeremiah did not stand back, but stood firm in God and even continued to preach to the small remnant that was left behind, despite them refusing to listen. In Lamentations, we read of the anguish at the sight of some people. In a similar way, we too must stand firm in God, be light to the nations, and take God's word to the end of the earth. For the end time revival is now, and you and I are a part of it. For behold, I am coming soon, saith the Lord. Amen. Wow, that is great, Brother Eric. And I'm sure that everybody followed the comparison within the life of the church that is the people of israel and jeremiah at the time and now very very similar and so i believe today that god is going to really bless us and illuminate our mind further as we look together into lamentation chapter two i hand over to reverend Omar. praise the lord i really want to thank god for brother eric and their sister Liz. Thank you so much. You have made me proud. You are one of the best of the great army of God in Christ's faith tabernacle. And I want to encourage you to keep it up. And many other younger ones or adults that are watching, I want us to make sure that we are also doing the same in the name of Jesus. The <laughs> word of God that we know will always make us strong in Jesus' name. Today we are looking at the book of Jeremiah chapter 2. Last week we looked at the reason why uh, Jeremiah was lamenting over Jerusalem. Today we are going to look at another reason why Jeremiah also laments over Jerusalem. Today I titled chapter 2, God's anger at sin or judgment from the Lord. 
as that you see in that book of Jeremiah chapter 2, 1 to 22. The outline. We are going to look at the outline from chapter 2, 1 to 17, which is a lament for the destruction of Jerusalem, the temple and the people. The destruction, why Jeremiah was crying for the destruction of Jerusalem, destruction of the temple and the people. In that chapter 2, 1 to 17. And the second part of chapter 2, we are going to look at the prophet pleads in prayer for godly repentance for the people, which is in Jeremiah chapter 2, 18 to 22. The lament for the destruction of Jerusalem, the temple, and the people. I read from Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 1. God's anger at sin. And, and I also encourage us that uh, with this scripture that we cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. How the Lord has covered the daughter's Zion with the cloud of his glory. I want us to underline that word, the cloud of his glory. God covered daughter Zion. God covered them with the cloud of his anger. These are the people that God has delighted, has delight in. These are the people of God's splendor. He said he has hauled down the splendor of Israel from heaven to earth. He has not remembered his footstool in the day of his anger. Without pity, the Lord has swallowed up all the dwellings of Jacob. In his wrath, he has torn down the strongholds of daughter Judah. He has brought her kingdom and his princes down to the ground in this honor. These are just because God is angry with Jerusalem. In fierce anger, he has cut off every horn. That is, he's taken away their strength. He has cut off every horn of Israel. He has withdrawn his right hand at the approach of the enemy. He withdrawn his right hand so that the enemy can deal with them. May God not be angry with us. He has burned in Jacob like a flaming fire that consumed everything around it. Like an army, he has strung his bow. His right hand is ready. Like a foe, he has slain all who are pleasing to the eye and has poured out his wrath like fire on the tent of daughter of Zion. The Lord is like an enemy. He has swallowed up Israel. He has swallowed up all her palaces and destroyed her strongholds. This is God destroying his people because of their waywardness and their wickedness. He has multiplied mourning and lamentation for daughter Judah. He has laid waste his dwelling like a garden. He has destroyed his place of meeting. <clears throat> verse, uh, verse 6b. The Lord has made Zion forget our appointed festivals and our Sabbaths. In his fierce anger, he has spawned both king and priest. The Lord has rejected his altar and abandoned his sanctuary. 
the altar of God that has been beautified, which can represent the heart of man, that God has rejected the altar because the heart of man is full of evil. He has given the wall of his palaces in the hand of the enemy. He has raised a shout in the house of the Lord as on the day of an appointed festival. The Lord determined to tear down the wall around daughter Zion. He stretched out a measuring line and did not withhold his hand from destroying. He made ramparts and walls lament together they wasted away. Instead of rust, may God have mercy. Her gate has sunk into the ground. Their bars he has broken and destroyed. Her king and her princes are exiled among the nations. The law is no more. I want you to underline that the law is no more because Jerusalem is in ruin already. And our prophets no longer find visions from the Lord. I want to underline that scripture as well. What can make prophets not to see again? Sin. The elders of daughter Zion sit on the ground in silence. They have sprinkled dust on their heads. And put on black clothes. The, the young women of Jerusalem have bowed their heads to the ground. May God not cause us to be sad. He said, my eyes fall, uh, fail from weeping. I am in torment within. My heart is poured out on the ground because my people are destroyed. Because children and infants faint in the streets of the city. They say to their mothers, where is bread and wine? Coming in the city because of sin, as they faint like the wounded in the streets of the city, as their lives edge away in their mother's arms. What can I say to you? With what can I compare you, daughter of Jerusalem? So what can I liken you that I may comfort you? Virgin daughter Zion, your wound is as deep as the sea. Who can heal you? You will not fall under the rod of God in Jesus' name. The visions of your prophets were false and worthless. They did not expose your sin towards of your uh, captivity. The prophecies they gave they gave you were false and misleading. But in reference to Jeremiah 14, 14 to 16, Jeremiah gave the right prophecy, the true prophecy. But all these prophets, other prophets were doing wrong things. All who pass you, pass your way, clap their hands at you. They scoff and shake their heads at daughter Jerusalem. Is this a city that was called the perfection of beauty? The joy of the whole earth. This was what Jerusalem was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a delight of the Lord. It was supposed to be a perfection of beauty of the Lord. It was supposed to be a joy of the whole earth. But because of sin, 
is King Moses. All your enemies opened their mouths because of their sins of rebellion. It has caused their enemies to affect them negatively. Say so all your enemies open their mouths wide against you. They scoff and gnash their teeth and say, We have swallowed our up. This is the day we have waited for. We have lived to see it. But God demands that if Jerusalem repents, you bring him back to his standard. Amen. The Lord, verse 17, the Lord has done what he planned. He has fulfilled his word. If time permits, you can write this against that verse 17, which we come back to. What is it that God has planned in his anger? You can write against that verse 17, Deuteronomy chapter 28, and verses 15 to 42. All the curses that will follow the people because of their disobedience. That is what the Lord has done, what he has planned. He has fulfilled his word, which he decreed long ago. He has overthrown you without pity. He has let the enemy gloat over you. He has exalted the horn of your foes. Make their enemy to come against them. That is all about the Lord, Lord's anger. In that verses 1 to 17, which I'm going to explain more in the note for us. From verse 18, you cannot see the picture, 18 to 22, the picture of Jeremiah. Let the heart of all the people cry out to the Lord. You weigh, you, uh, you wall of uh, daughter Zion. Let your tears flow like a river, day and night. When we find ourselves in this commotion or confusion of God's anger, what ought we do? What are we supposed to do? And that is why Jeremiah mourns. And that you can see from that verse 18, the heart of the people cry out to the Lord. You, uh, you walls of daughter Zion, let your tears flow like a river, day and night. Give yourself no relief. Your eyes no rest. And write against that a, 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 a good scripture from the book of Isaiah 62, verse 6. That God has planted us like he's planted Jeremiah. As watchmen and watchwomen on the walls of our nation, on the walls of our homes, on the walls of the church. And when God's anger comes on, 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 on the nation, what ought we do as people of God? We are supposed to cry unto the Lord. Verse 19 says, Arise, cry out in the night. Thank God. The man of God has been teaching us about the hours of prayer where we can meet with God and we are praying. You ought to rise and cry out in the night. As the watches of the night begins, talk us about the, 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 the night watch and all the rest of that. From 12 midnight, 3 a.m., 6 a.m., then go, going back to the early watch, 9 in the morning. They pour out your heart like water in the presence of the Lord. Lift up your hands to him for the lives of your children. I said to us last week, many people are crying for the lives of their children. Many people are crying for the lives of their wives. Many people are crying for the lives of their husbands. These are the things that we ought to do. When people get disobedient to God and God starts to deal with them, we must not keep silence. 
for continue to pray for their relief. He says, lift up your hands to him for the lives of your children who faint from hunger at every street corner. Look, Lord, and consider whom have you ever treated like this? To women in their offspring? And this, this was what was happening when the judgment of God came upon their life. They were eating their children. In that book of Jeremiah, you know, these are the things that are discussing Jeremiah to mourn. May we not get to this stage where we have to eat our children. Should women eat their offspring? The children they have cared for? This is where Jeremiah is crying. Should priests and prophets be killed? In the sanctuary of the Lord, young and old lie together in the dust of the street. My young men and young women have fallen by the sword. You have slain them in the day of your anger. You have slaughtered them without pity. As you summon to a feast day, so you summon against me terror on every side. In the day of the Lord's anger, no one escaped, escaped or survived. Those I cared for and reared, my enemy has destroyed. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Here we see the lament of Jeremiah on the destruction of Jerusalem, on the destruction of the temple of God in Jerusalem, on the destruction of the people. In God's anger, according to, to, to this book of Lamentation, chapter 2, verse 1 to 17, the Lord was angry. The Lord was angry. May we not make God to be angry. There are several things that we do in life that causes God to be angry with us. There are several things that husbands do to their wives that are causing the, the God to be angry. There are several things that wives do to their husbands, children do to their parents. Disobedient to parents. That causes God to be angry. And when God starts to be angry, things will fall apart and the center will not hold anymore. What have you ever thought about this? That what could make God to be angry against us? Say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Say, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. That is the reason. The man of God has been teaching us about love, 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 love one another, and all the rest of that. He said, what could make God so angry? You know, my heart bleeds when I thought of this chapter. And I cried to God, even while I was reading, I said, Lord, instead of wrath, have mercy. If there is any way that you have angered you as a church, if there's any way that you have angered you as individual, if there's any way that you have done something terrible, Lord Jesus, because sometimes you might be acting and you don't know. And God is angry. But thank God for the prayer session that the man of God is taking us through. I pray that God will reveal to us in our dreams. I've told you the sins, there are some sins that are, we hide in our hearts, that are way of life that we live, arrogant way of life, Pride taking us over, doing talk anyhow. You know, these are some of the things in our own time that I can bring to us. I just people stealing, 
people deceiving one another, all these things can make God to be angry. The Lord in his anger has done a lot of things that we read in that scriptures. Number one, has covered beautiful Jerusalem. Jerusalem that is the Lord's delight. Jerusalem that has been the hope for, every, for many nations. Jerusalem that has been a place of rest for God's people. Because of the sin of the people and, and, and God was angry, He covered beautiful Jerusalem with a dark shadow or a cloud of His anger. You know, in the book of Deuteronomy, it talks about uh, uh, chapter 28. One of the verses there, I, I, I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't write it down. But if you can go from verse 15, it says, Heaven will become like bones. And in this, what is making Jeremiah to mourn here is that he said the beautiful Jerusalem is covered with dark shadow or a cloud of his anger. So there is no way, rain cannot fall. Things cannot have happened because heaven has become bronze. Last time I looked for that scripture for me, uh, Deuteronomy 28, maybe from verse 23 or something like that. Heaven has become bronze. God is angry. And this is causing Jerusalem to mourn. God has mercy. It's causing him to weep. It's causing him to, 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 to sing songs of sorrow to the Lord. Release those people. People that are supposed to have abundance. They are no more having abundance. People are sick. When they cry to God, they, their prayers is not going at all. Because heaven has become bronze. Rain is not falling. The weather is changed concerning them. You know, you need to sing a song. It is summertime in my life. You know, when Jesus saved me, new life he gave me. When it's winter, it is summer in my life. It is no more, there is no more summer in such people's life. Because the heavens has become bronze. So when I read this scripture, my heart bleeds. The heaven has become dark, dark shadow. Because of God's anger. The Lord's anger also has, uh, 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 in his anger, he has thrown down from heaven to earth the splendor of Israel and shown no mercy, even to his temple in the day of his anger. No mercy to his people in the day of his anger. Instead of wrath, may God have mercy. Deuteronomy 28. That's right. 28. Okay, let us read it. He said, God has covered beautiful Jerusalem with the dark shadow of the cloud of his anger. So they cannot even be blessed anymore. God has said to them in the beginning of Deuteronomy 28 that they will be blessed in their going out, they will be blessed in their coming in, they will be blessed from this time forth and forevermore. He said their needing trough is blessed. The works of their hands is blessed. But the same God, because of the disobedience of the people, 
In that Deuteronomy 28 verse 23, it says the sky over your head will be bronze. The ground beneath will be iron. Can they till the ground for others? When you start to read, when you, start, you see there is famine, the people started eating their children. Say the Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the sky until you are destroyed. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. We will see it here in his anger. Before your enemies, you will come, I'm reading 25, you will come at them in one direction, but flee from them in the same direction, and you will become a scene of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. May that not be our, 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 our own case. Your carcasses will be food for all the birds of the air, and the beasts of the earth, and there will be no one to frighten them away. Because of the sin of the people, famine has made them to dry. So it is their bone that we are seeing on the, on, on the streets. The Lord will afflict you with the boil of Egypt and with tumors, festering sores, and the, and the itch from which you cannot be killed. This was part of the things that we are reading in that uh, Lamentation chapter 2. Verse 28 of that, uh, Deuteronomy 28 said, The Lord will afflict you with madness, blindness, and confusion of mind. At midday you will grow about like a blind man in the dark. You will be unsuccessful in everything you do. Day after day you will be oppressed and robbed with no one to rescue you. And so on and so forth. That is what he's saying in that chapter 2, beginning of chapter 2, that the beautiful Jerusalem is covered with a dark shadow or a cloud of his anger. We will not get to this point where heaven becomes bronze and the earth becomes iron. We cannot till the ground. No job. When you go for interview, you don't get the job. You will look at yourself as a promising person, but no job, they won't give it to you. I'm not saying that when you go through such a thing, that is what's happening to you, but anyone that causes God to be angry, things will fall apart for such people. Thrown down from heaven, the number three of, God, of, of when God is angry, he said he has destroyed every home in Israel. This referred to as every dwelling of Jacob in that scripture. That is every home. We are praying, it seems God is not answering prayer again. Home of children of God is trouble, 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 trouble everywhere. This is what happens when God is angry. So I pray, instead of wrath, may God have mercy. When God is angry, we'll be without mercy. In his wrath, he has brought her kingdom down and his princes down to the ground, dishonoring the kingdom and his ruler. All this is in that Lamentation chapter 2. Mm. Verse 5. The Lord in his anger withdrew his protection. The Lord in his anger withdrew his right hand as the enemies attacked them. All this 
in that Lamentation chapter 2, verse 3b, I think, and verse 3c. He said he consumed the whole land of Israel like a raging fire. Mm. In that verse 3. Verse 1 and 2 talks about all what I've been reading to you uh, prior. When God is angry, what is causing Jeremiah to mourn, to lament, to write this sorrowful song that we are reading now? Say the Lord has swallowed up Israel, rejected his altar, her palace is destroyed, her strongholds also destroyed. Multiply mourning and lamentation for beautiful daughter Judah, her wall and ramparts, lament and waste away. That is, they're ruined. This you see in that verses 4 to 5. The stronghold, even the altar, the heart. The Lord swallowed up Israel in his anger, rejected his altar. You can, they cannot make prayer to God anymore. Their heart is, their heart is sick. Her palace is destroyed. Her strongholds destroyed. Everything, confusion all over. Multiply mourning and lamentation for beautiful daughter Judah. Her walls and ramparts, laments. Every structure that God has given to build you as a man or as a woman, as a person, they're destroyed. They're ruined. Verses 4 to 5 of that chapter 2. When God is angry and verses 7 to 8. Number 7, he has broken down his temple as though it were mere a garden shelter. You know, God's house is broken down because the whole life is full of sin. So that person's life is no more structured. He is destroyed like a garden shed. And his place of meeting, his presence, that you see in verse 6, A. He made Zion forget appointed festivals. Is it not happening? When the whole structure of the man is destroyed. The man of God taught us about mindset. Your mind is no more thinking God. You have now rejected God. Who are you talking about? Who is God? But you begin to say that. He made Zion forget appointed feasts. Even to come to church will be a problem. To sit down like you are worshipping on the Zoom, on the internet, will be a problem. He made us anger, make, and make Zion forget our appointed festivals. Sunday service, I can't be bothered anymore. Wednesday meeting, I can't be bothered anymore. Beautify their temples, but ignore God. Is that not what is happening to us? Our heart is no more serving God, the altar. But the whole body is dressed up. Our face is dressed up. Everything is beautiful around us, but our heart is sick. May God help us. I wrote here when the church, which is the body, is abandoned. It will no more be beautiful because the, the body of the, the church is abandoned. It will gradually decays and it will rot or deteriorate from inside. Why? Because rodents or various kinds of 
species have occupied their hearts. And that you can see in verse 2 and chapter 2 verse 6b. And chapter 2 verse 7. Chapter 1 verse 4, if you can go back. And when we get to chapter 4 verse 16, you'll be seeing is another reference to this. Because when the body is abandoned, the whole system will decay. Will decay. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 18. Because of time, we can't go to this. But when you get home, make sure that you go through them. The whole body of Christ, the church, is destroyed because the Lord has rejected his altar. The heart and abandoned the sanctuary. God is no more living in this in this person. God is no more living in Jerusalem because it has been destroyed because of his anger. He said, I get sunk into the ground. Bad broken and destroyed. Her king and princess are exiled among the nations. May our gates not sink in the name of Jesus. Bad broken down. Her king and princess are exiled among the nations. When God is angry with the people, all this happens. Security will be taken away. The enemy will not be able to deal with such a person. That is what can make the gates to, 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 to sink to the ground. All protections will be taken away from such persons. Bad, broken and destroyed. No security that we have in God. The blood of Jesus is no more covering anymore. Her king and princes are exiled among the nations. Then you'll be exiled from among God's own people. May that not be your portion. In the name of Jesus. And that terrible thing that I'm about to read. In that verse 2, uh, chapter 2, 7 to 9. He said the law is no more. Thank God for this church. The word church. Which is a strong church. We have passages that we read every day. We have time of prayer every day. The word of God is not leaving us. Thank God we read that Colossians chapter 3, which is one of my favorite scriptures. Think verse 15 and 16 or 17. They let the word of God dwell richly in you. When the word of God dwells richly in us, then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. We radiate our whole body. But why God was angry with them? The word of God is no more. The prophets of God, the teachers of the law, the leaders of God's people no longer find vision. They cannot see vision anymore. No people are dreaming. Nobody's doing anything. Even to lead the people through the pastor, teaching them the word of God, is not that. It's only what they are eating, what the people's eating here will love to hear. God, God will bless you. We make provision for you. Don't worry. He said, uh, we supply all your needs according to uh, my riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Listen to me. That is not what you are talking about. He's not quoting the scripture. But God was angry with these people because they were misdemeaned and doing a lot of things because the word of God was no more there. So they caused God to be angry. That was uh, 7 to 9 of chapter 2. You will see this. I wrote this down. The Lord has blotted out all memories of the Holy Festival and, uh, and the Sabbath day <laughs> because they have sinned against God. Kings and priests fall together 
before his fierce anger. Because they are no more leading the people aright. They are no more doing the right thing in God. Lamentation chapter 2 verse 8. The Lord was determined to destroy the walls of beautiful Jerusalem. May the walls of our life, the security of our life, not be destroyed or taken away from us. He made careful plans for their destruction. Then did what he had planned. Therefore the ramparts, as I read to us, and the walls have fallen down before him. They will not be disgraced before God. Then we now get to the second part of that chapter 2, 18 to 22. What I've just analyzed to us is that chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 1 to 17. And in this chapter 2, 18 to 22, it says the prophet pleaded in prayer for godly repentance. I will call leaders in the church of God today to plead in prayer for godly repentance for God's people. And God's people too must plead in repentance. But adventure, you find yourself treading a road that you ought not to tread. You must come back to your knees. According to the book of Second Chronicles 7, 14. My people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So in that chapter 2, and seek my face, it says, verse 18 to 22, the prophet pleaded in prayer for godly repentance. Let us come back to this and plead for godly repentance. You see, when we get to chapter 3, God was renewing everything about the people. How did the people plead in prayer for godly repentance? By instructing them on what to do. Remember, the word of God was scarce at this time. They do not want the word of God at all. They left the word of God. Prophets and priests, teachers are not teaching the word of God. God was angry with them. But how did the prophet plead in prayer for, for godly repentance? How? I wrote here, by instructing them to let their heart cry out to the Lord. We see that in that verse 18. He said, the heart of the people cry out to the Lord. You, wa- uh, you wall of daughter Zion, let your tears flow like river, day and night. Give yourself no relief, your eyes no rest. As people that God has put in position, it's not time to be buying and selling or doing what we, uh, what we love to do or that pleases us. It's time to cry because Jerusalem is falling. He instructed them to let their heart cry out to the Lord and let their tears flow like a river day and night. Thank God for what you are doing in Christ's tabernacle. You are following God's precepts and instructions. And I'm happy. So when I begin to read the word of God and I see it, I give glory to God for what he's using us as a church to do. Give themselves no relief and their eyes no rest. According to that, Isaiah 62, verse 6, you can write that against it. Against that, chapter 2, verse 18. In the midst of God's anger, when we see it left, right and center, sometimes <clears throat> the enemy will publish us so that we can be judge, judging one another. It is not time, no, no time to judge. 
The enemy will impoverish people for people will be laughing at people. Eh, it's good for them. It is not time to laugh because if you laugh at people, <laughs> God will be angry and cause your own time of laughter for people to laugh after you uh, to laugh after you to come. Another thing that the prophet was doing to, to pray for godly repentance was a cry out observing the watches of the night. Twelve midnight, thank God we are doing it. Three AM, six AM in the morning before you resume again. The Lord will grant us the grace to do all this. It is a good practice to cry out to the Lord in repentance for our sins. And this will really touch his heart and he will forgive us. In conclusion, before I conclude, that verse 18 and 19 of chapter 2 is very important. It's very important for leaders. It's very important for individuals. It's very important for children. It's very important for as many people as possible, lovers of God. Arise, cry out in the night. As the watches of the night begin, pour out your heart like water in the presence of the Lord. Lift up your hands to Him for the lives of your children. I really thank God because last week somebody phoned me, Mom, indeed Jerusalem is, uh, is falling. Parents are crying. People are, you are just talking to me. And I just want to thank God for your life. Thank God for that testimony. And I pray the purpose for which that person uh, was crying or is crying. I know the Lord has stopped it now. But we, we have good results in the name of Jesus. So it is good to practice to cry out to the Lord in repentance for our sins. And this will really touch the heart of the Father. And He will forgive us. And He says, Cry out. Lift up your hands to him. I'm reading the other part of 19, verse 19 of chapter 2 of Lamentations. Lift up your hands to him for the lives of your children. Who faints from hunger at every street corner. That's what is happening today on, on our streets. Drugs, knife, gone. All these things are happening. This is another reason why God will be angry, that we have to cry out to the Lord. I've just gone through it, COVID-19. May God finalize and stop it finally, in Jesus' name. Verse 20 says, Look, Lord, and consider whom you, you ever treated like this. Should women eat their offspring? This was what was happening that was making Jeremiah too much. Who are eating their children because they have been famine in the land. The children they have cared for. Should priests and prophets be killed in the sanctuary of the Lord? Is it not happening on our street? People are killed. People that are supposed to be God's prophet and God's people, they are being killed. That's the reason why you and I must pray and we must not grow tired nor weary until we see the hand of God upon this nation upon uh, or in our churches. Young and old lie together in the dust of the streets. My young men and young women have fallen by the sword. You have slain them in the day of your anger. You have slaughtered them without pity. So instead of 
you must continue to pray for Becky. You can write this against it because of time. I won't be able to. Jeremiah 36, verse 15 to 21. You see all these things, what God said concerning it there. And Jeremiah 13, verse 14. He'll explain this, verse 21 to us. He said, as you summon to a feast day, so you summon against me terror on every side. When God is angry, there is nothing that he will not do. In the day of the Lord's anger, no one escapes or escaped or survived. Those I cared for and yet my enemy has destroyed. These are the reason why Jeremiah was uh, crying. There is a good news for Jerusalem from the Lord. In the midst of a rebellion or rebellious state, God demands that we should repent because we cannot continue to sin and expect God's anger to go down. What is the good news? And that good news you can see in the book of Isaiah chapter 65. Good news of hope. Good news of praise. Good news of restructuring. Good news of great happening. In the midst of rebellious rebellion, as long as we repent, this good news is for us. And this will quench God's anger in our lives. Isaiah 65, 18 to 20. Say, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. God is making all things new again in the name of Jesus. And adventure, you have been crying. God is making all things new. Amen. Your name shall be called sought after in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever that has happened to you that is causing problems all around you is resolved in the name of Jesus. Amen. And God's anger is ceased. We will not mourn anymore. Say, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. Mm. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight. Jerusalem that God has been angry concerning. Jerusalem that God has, uh, Jeremiah has been weeping concerning. Say, you will no more weep. I'm wiping away all tears. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. People that will now live in Jerusalem will now be a delight and a joy. Verse 19 of that is verse 65. He said, I will rejoice over Jerusalem. You will rejoice over your Jerusalem in the name of Jesus. And take delight in my people. That is, that is God's heart. That is what God wants to do. God wants to take delight in his people. God wants to rejoice over Jerusalem. He said, the sound of weeping and of crying will, will be heard in it no more. Yes. Sorrowing and sighing will flee in the name of Jesus. That's mm-hmm. why he says, never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. Mm-hmm. Or an old man who does not live out his years. He, he who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere youth. Mm-hmm. God will give us long life and prosperity. Mm-hmm. 
You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's another favorite scripture from the book of Psalm 27, verse 13 or 14. The wait on the Lord, be of good cheer. For you will see, I will see, we will all see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He who dies at a hundred will be taught a mere youth. Who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. It will not be so. So they will not toy in vain of their children doomed for misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord. They are their descendants with them. Mm-hmm. This is going to be our testimony. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. I put your prayer. All what God has said is true. Mm-hmm. All what is causing prophets and uh, teachers, uh, friends, family to cry because of God's anger is true. But as long as we repent and focus on God, God will forgive us from all unrighteousness. And with God, there is no favoritism. We have read it today again. There is no favoritism with God. So we, we must not take God for granted. When we take God for granted, then He's angry with us. I'm going to lift up a voice to God in prayers. Yes. Lord, help me. Yes. I pray that you help me so that I'll not take you for granted. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. There are things that we do that we take God for granted. Father, we pray for your Oh, Father, help me, oh God. So that I'll be able to go out there, Lord Jesus. I'll be able to be bold to tell people the way they ought to serve you and walk with you in the name of Jesus. Help me, oh God, not to take you for granted. Lord, help me, O God, to take your warning seriously in the name of Jesus. You send your prophets according to this chapter 2 of Lamentation. For the people ignore your prophets. They were turning their ears off from what the prophets were saying. And they were doing what they like to do. They are eating here, what to hear. That's what they were doing. They will come against your prophets. And hence, you are not happy. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that we help us, O God, so that we don't fall. Help us not to take you for granted. Help us to take your warning seriously, Lord Jesus. Help us to take others, to tell others, Lord Jesus, not to take you for granted. In the mighty name of Jesus, because God is love. God is love. But the same God that is love with discipline. So, Father, help us, Lord Jesus. Help us in the name of Jesus. So that your anger will not come upon us, O God. So that the heavens will not become cloud to us. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Instead of God, have mercy upon us, O God. Father, don't be angry with us, Lord Jesus. Forgive us, O God, of all our righteousness. Things that will cause us to so mourn in this year. Take it away from us in the name of Jesus. Help our young ones. Help our older ones, Lord Jesus. Help us to do the right thing in God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Father, may your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray just one or two more. Galatians chapter 2, verse 19. Because if you look at what God is revealing to us, uh, the love of God is so deep 
And that's the reason why his wrath also is deep. When God's people deviate from the truth, Galatians chapter 2 verse 19, when God's people deviate from the truth, God will withdraw his covenant so that they could suffer. So, and that suffering came from the love of God. That punishment came from the love of God. Many do not recognize that God's love is so deep that God is jealous of his people. And when God continued to speak like Jeremiah spoke and spoke and spoke, even his own grandson followed the devil, who became a king. Remember? And so, and God did not spare any one of them. So we're going to pray, Father, that, that Galatians 2, 19, for through the law, I die to the law, so that I may live for God. They are going to say, Father, let me die to the law. Let me die to the pressures of this world. Enable me to live a life for you, O Lord. Lift up your voice and let's begin to pray. Our God and King, help us to die to the Lord. Help me to die to you. Help us to die to the flesh. Help us to die to the pressures at the point of this world. Tell the Lord, help me to be awake to godliness. Help me to be sensitive to the life in God. Father God, help me to die to this worldly pleasure. Father, as citizens of heaven, help us to God. Help us to God. Tell the Lord, do not let Satan control my mind. Do not let people control my mind. Empower my mind, O God, to return to heaven all the time. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, help me to say no to sin. Help me to say no to the pleasure of this world. Every to say yes to godliness and righteousness. And God and my King will pray in the mighty name of Jesus that I may live for God alone. Enable me to live for God alone. Father, destroy everything in my flesh that can hinder me. All my passions of my flesh, all my desires that come from the flesh, Lord, destroy them. Tell the Lord, help my spirit to control my flesh. Help the mind of Christ in me to control my heart so that I will see like God will see. I will understand like God will understand. I will know as God will know. Nothing will cast me on way so far. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. And the second prayer I want us to pray is the book of Second Chronicles. This scripture, I think I led you to pray it um, yesterday. It says, 16.9, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed. You know, I'm going to be teaching you, I promise you this, that towards July, August, I'll be going back to teach you about eschatology. And what we are going to be looking at is Catholic, that is the study of the coming of the Lord, revelation and all stuff. But what we are going to be looking at is the satanic deception in the last days. Because that scripture in the book of Second Thessalonians says that even in chapter 2, it said even the elect, if they are not careful, they will be deceived. And Satan has set up all manners of institutions. I was on Revelation Channel today, they, they interviewed me live. And I was saying to people, you see, in, the, in Africa, Satan does not have hiding place. He is raw. 
in Africa. He, he, you can't see Satan and call him angel. Because our forefathers worship idols. So we saw demons. We knew them. But in England, Europe, and America, the Western world, Satan had introduced intellectualism. And he shows in that socialism. He shows in that. When I looked at human rights acts, I was, I, I was shocked. Because the human rights act is what they are using now to legitimize slaughter of unborn babies. The number of unborn babies that die in, in last year, I think they about 2 million. More than what COVID killed, can, that any plague can kill. These are human beings God sent to the world. And the, the mothers that, you know, they conceive those children just decide that they don't want them. And they flush them out, they kill them. So you, you understand, the devil is so, so, is systematically, you know, organized in the, in the fabrics of our Western civilization. And unless you and I, our half fully turned to God, you will sympathize with the devil or with the institution of Satan. We're going to pray, Lord, help our heart to be fully committed. Uh, one of the leaders who led you prayer said that because we didn't pray again after 40 nights of, you know, words of the night, you know, and now we are praying during our night vigil every weekend. It is possible for some of us who have been flacking back. We are going to pray. It's an attack from here. Heart. Let my heart be totally committed to you. For the eyes of the Lord look through the world to strengthen only those who are committed to him. Lord, lift up your voice and let me to pray. For heart commitment. Father, I'm stretching my heart to commit to you. Father, give me insight, knowledge. Let my heart commit to you. Know that nothing will contain with my total devotion. In the same thing, the one who led you to pray for devotion, tell the Lord, Father, help my heart to be totally devoted to you. Help me to love you truly, O God, that you will not be my second order. Let my heart love you, Lord. The Bible says that I love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With all thy soul, with all thy mind. Father, Lord, help our heart. Let us pray against anything that will hinder our heart. Whatever the devil is sending at us to dissuade our heart, to divert our heart, to hinder our heart from God, send your fire, Lord, and destroy. Pray and tell God the Holy Spirit. Send your fire into my mind. Send your fire into my heart. Send your fire into my body. Destroy everything that the devil has programmed in my in my body, in my heart, in my mind. God destroy them totally. Enable my heart to cling on you. Enable my heart to seek your face. Enable my heart to love you. For the eyes of the Lord seek through all the earth, looking for those whose heart are fully committed. Tell the Lord, I want full commitment of my heart so that you may strengthen me, O God. Lord, we ask you for strength. We ask you for grace. We ask you for mercy. By your name, be glorified. Thank you, Sovereign Lord, because you've done As we ask in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Our God and King, we thank you. You said in the book of Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And so, Lord, whichever way the devil shows up himself, you said Satan counterfeits like angel of light. Even so, his children counterfeit as angels of light. Whether man can tap it, Satan can tap it, demons can tap it, organizational can tap it, whichever way 
that the spirit of Lucifer have gone out to delude the world. Father, we pray, deliver our heart from them. Amen. Deliver sons of God on earth are supposed to be people who follow the path of God. And as we follow the path of God, our eyes should be open to see our counterparts, angels, who also follow the path. Our eyes are supposed to see into heaven what God is planning, what God is doing. Our eyes are supposed to see into the realm of the spirit what Lucifer and his agents and cohorts are planning. Mingle with the knowledge of the spirit so that we will not fall a trap of the devil. So that we can cooperate with heaven uh, to, to ensure that the will of God is manifest upon the earth. Father, we have been praying now. Father, for the past 118 days, Lord, I pray thee, O God, that grace shall come, mercy shall come, our eyes be open. The last few days of this month, that our eyes shall be open in the name of Jesus into the things of the Spirit. Intellect be given to us in the name of Jesus to the understanding of the spiritual things, that our dreams shall change. The prophet of Israel, as read in lamentation, did not see vision anymore. They could not hear from the Spirit anymore. Our God and King, because we believe in you and we cling to you, Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see even our life as we go to the end of this month. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let grace be given to us. Let mercy come over us. Let the love of God flow over us. Father, in the name of Jesus, that at the end of this very age, we will be among the, the candlesticks that you will use to light the fire of revival all over the globe. Amen. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. Amen. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I pray for those who are sick among us. If anybody is under my voice and you are said to be ill, I discharge you from your illness in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I command every pain, I curse every sickness in your body to die in the name Amen. of Jesus. I decree healing in the name of Jesus Amen. from the blood of the Lamb into your body. Amen. The Bible says by His Christ we were healed. So you enter into the provision of healing that has been provided by the blood of the Lamb. Be healed and be made whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Between now and Friday, your mouth shall testify. Amen. The pains you have known before, Glory you shall know no more. Amen. The sorrow Amen. that I bowed your head before, Amen. you shall know no more. Amen. The Lord will put laughter in your mouth Amen. as you run down the, end, the last few days of the month of July. Amen. Your name shall be among those who will testify. Amen. By next Friday when we gather for the overcomers night. So shall it be unto you. Amen. Mercy of God will speak on your behalf. Amen. For the rest of this week the Lord will open the book of remembrance concerning you. Amen. And enforce the will of heaven over your life and your family. Amen. Every marauding spirit stand against marriages, against family. I rebuke in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father, because you have done. Amen. We pray for those who are having their birthdays today, and those who were born, all those who were born today, and those who are having their wedding anniversary. We bless the marriages of those who are having wedding anniversary with the spirit of knowledge and counsel. The prayer pray for marriage and family will invoke upon you. Amen. That the Lord will grant Lord, your love life to be endless. Amen. God will grant you patience and endurance to be able to live with one another Amen. in bond of peace. Amen. That the peace of God will rest in every home. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Between Amen. husband and wife, 
between parents and children, walls that are broken are mended in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you will be a godly, a, a, you will be the epitome of godly family. Mm. We pray for those who are born. This day, some years ago, Lord, the covenant of the righteous for longevity, let it be manifest over them. Amen. May the Lord bless you out of the bosom of God. Amen. Now, may the Lord open the book of remembrance concerning your destiny. Amen. If any one of you have walked away from destiny, we call you back in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive visions and revelations, understanding and insight, that you may see the plans of heaven concerning you Amen. and walk in the path that the Father has ordained for you. Amen. So that you will not swear to the left or to the right, but you will achieve and accomplish everything that the Father had determined for you before you were conceived. But be because before you were conceived, He knew you. Why you were in your womb, He set you apart. Yeah. And He has a purpose for you. May the purpose of God for sending you to this world be fulfilled in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As it's very finally, God, the divine power, has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. I invoke every resources you need to fulfill life and godliness. Receive them in the name of Jesus. Amen. With long life, the Lord will satisfy you. Amen. He will show you His salvation. Amen. And all your desires over your life and family is granted in the name of the Father, Amen. and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. amen, and amen, and amen. Now, shall we bow our heads and thank God for tonight? Just give God the praise for tonight. Thank God for what God has done for you. Thank God for answering your prayer. Thank God for the revelation knowledge. Lamentation is not an easy book. And God has given us profound insight in the book of Lamentation. Even for those two children that shared their, 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 you know, their thoughts on Lamentation, did you not see how explosive they are? We give God the praise and honor for all that He has done for us. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' holy name we have prayed. God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow. Pastor Tyler, please. Thank you very much, Apostle. Mute. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, 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 more grace to your elbow, both of you. The Lord will bless you and bless you. See you tomorrow. Okay, bye.